Hello there. Has someone recently let you down or messed you about? Screwed you over in some way? Perhaps it wasn't recently, it may have been a while ago and you're still feeling raw and the temptation to get some kind of vengeance or revenge on that person is gnawing away at you. Perhaps you feel like you've gone through so much and those curveballs keep getting thrown at you left, right and centre, leaving you feeling exhausted and wondering when the good times are coming. Maybe life is grand and deep down you feel like you don't deserve it or that you're going to have some kind of payback with some kind of down cycle in the near future. So you're not enjoying the goods. We often think of karma in only the payback form, like someone does something crappy and they'll get the karma. And that's all we know. This episode, we're going to be talking about relinquishing control of someone getting their just desserts and allowing karma to sort this out for you. But also about the different karmic rules and laws and how you're living with karma every day and how you can find inner peace with the knowledge of karma and the great benefits that can come from increasing that knowledge. This episode is brought to you by Auspicious Minds, where we help you break everyday bad habits and replace them with better ones for a more contented lifestyle. Here we provide tips, advice and anecdotes to assist you on your healing journey. If you like our episodes, please subscribe to us so that you can get to hear our helpful topics first, whenever we put them out. Share them with your people on your favourite social media platform or even via message so they can benefit from these topics as well. Success begins from within. Hello there and welcome to the Auspicious Minds podcast. I'm Yvonne, your host, and I hope you're doing well today or tonight whenever you're listening to this. If you're returning to us, thank you for your support. It really is appreciated. If you're new to Auspicious Minds, do check out our other episodes and also our website on auspiciousminds.com where there are helpful blog articles that we have not covered in this podcast to help you on your healing journey. In this episode, the aim is to know more about karma and working with it to really help you attract a more contented life. There is actually a lot to it. And it's a few things I've picked up along the way. A lot of people, when you ask them what karma is, they think about it purely in a revenge form. They'll say something like, well, it's someone getting their justice in it. Karma's a bitch. And yes, while that is undoubtedly true, there is much more to it than that. It's not all about revenge. It's a bit like divine timing. So go back and check out that other episode if you haven't heard it already because it will help. But these two things, karma and divine timing, they can really put peace to the soul. It will give you acceptance on things. But back to this episode, I'm going to be covering now the different rules of karma and how you will come to see it on a daily basis. So let's jump into the episode. So we'll start with karma and revenge because this is the one we all kind of know about. Because at some point in our lives, we have been left hurt from a situation or mucked about, let down, fucked over, whatever it is. It could have been from someone that you knew or just a rude stranger that you encountered. Any situation that you can think of that has left you feeling pissed off, upset, angry because of another person's actions. And you may have wanted to get revenge on that person. Maybe you did even get revenge on that person. Whatever it was, you just wanted to even the score. 
which is exactly why people seek revenge, because they want to even the score. They've been left in the shit somehow, they feel hurt, wounded, angry, so they want to hurt the other person who has hurt them. So they act out on that revenge in a million different ways to try and even the score. So the other person gets as hurt as they did. But it never works out that way, does it? Either it turns into a vendetta, which then keeps both parties in a negative loop, possibly for years, or it results in the person who acted on the revenge to feel more shit than when they started. Because honestly, revenge doesn't always feel good. It never returns that gratification that can match or pacify the hurt that was already there. So if someone tells you that their bloke cheated on them and they cut up their designer suits and they don't feel better because of it, well, duh. I don't know why people take it out on the clothes. I've never done that, never even thought to. It's not their fault they have to clove a fool. But hey, you can't match the justice of a broken heart with a few crumpled cut-up suits on the floor. But that's just one example. Depending on what the revenge was, it will not pacify that broken heart. The person that was left broken and hurt in the first place will not feel better. And revenge on someone puts a massive reverse on the karma of the events because karma swings back as you know. And you've probably heard the meme, how someone treats you is their karma, how you respond becomes your karma. So true, revenge does not even the score. Someone does something negative to you, of course your ego wants you to fight back. Your ego wants to pay that person back. But your heart and soul know that the best way to respond to someone doing something negative to you is to really feel it. Grieve it, heal yourself, work on your boundaries, learn from it and move on because choosing this option is going to rein in a better karma for you. And trust in then that karma will pick up the tab on that hurt and the person that hurt you will get theirs or some kind of lesson in its own way to match what they did to you. And this isn't meant to sound vengeful at all, it's just trust in the process. But whatever you give out, good or bad, comes back good or bad accordingly. That is karma. So if you act out on revenge, you're effectively taking karma into your own hands and telling it to send you back something as negative as your act of revenge. And it will because it's an intense force of the universe. And even if you decide that you don't believe in karma, that doesn't matter. It's still working whether you believe in it or not. So going with the option of walking away feeling stupid even, working through your hurt after someone has wronged you, it can sometimes feel like the path of most resistance. But the delayed gratification of this is a worthy one because not only do you heal and yield in a nicer karma to replace that bad karma, but you can trust that the other person will get theirs. And a little disclaimer here, if someone has done something violent or illegal towards you or your property, it is important to report it. That is why laws are in place. If you've been attacked or worse, or there's criminal damage, it's important to report that. This is not getting in the way of karma. It's bringing somebody to legal justice. Facing the hurt feelings and healing from them, it might seem like the path of most resistance. Nobody wants to feel hurt. It sucks. But the sooner you tackle it, the sooner you can heal and move forwards. And not only will that bring you a nicer karma, but you're also getting revenge that way, if you like. Because more often than not, the person that hurt you will find it unnerving that you've done nothing but wash your hands of them. Put these two together and that's your revenge right there. Karma will deal with the other person because it comes back around. 
You may be around to see it if you're fortunate. I know that's how we all like it. We all want to see that person get it while we're there. But that doesn't mean karma's going to be paid back to that person straight away. You may have well moved on by the time that happens. But karma has got a good memory. It will not forget. Don't wait around for that person to get their just desserts. You'd only be delaying your own happy by doing that. The laws of karma. So I've discussed revenge and why you should let karma settle the bill on that. Now I'm going to discuss the different laws of karma and how you can help create a better life and attract more love and positivity with it. And it's very possible that you'll know or be living by this law or you've been living by these laws without realising, but it can really help to know what they are. So first up is the great law. Whatever you give is what you get, good or bad. Gossip about someone, expect someone else to be gossiping about you. Break your confidence at some point, someone will break yours. And as we've discussed with the law of attraction, project positivity and you will attract the same. Karma acts like a mirror. Creation. Everything you have in your life, your people, your home, your job, your possessions, they were once a creation in your mind and you visualized, maybe to the dot if you're really good at visualization, but you've attracted the life you have. And if it's a life that you're not happy with, then you need to put positive energy into visualizing the life that you do want and need. If you're not happy with things or certain aspects of it, change this by working to achieve it. What needs to change for you? Is there a life that you yearn for that differs greatly to the life that you currently live? Then changes and opportunities will arise to move you out of that comfort zone, if you want them to. If you're happy with your lot, then you're winning. (laughs) Embrace the changes and see them for what they are to put you in alignment with the life that you want to create. As karma is a law of action, just like the law of attraction, Sitting around waiting for life to change without taking some kind of action to change it, it's not going to mirror much back to you. Next up, the law of humility. What you resist persists for you. I'm always harping on about curveballs, aren't I? And I will be more in this episode. Those tester situations that we get after we've announced, we've learned that lesson. We get flung another one just like it to ensure that it really has gone in so that our souls can close the lid on that one. That lesson done with tick out of the cycle towards a better one. If you have a mate, say, that keeps attracting those same toxic situations or falling for the same unavailable people, they're attracting these situations continuously over and over because they're not giving themselves a chance to be single in between each situation. For them to be alone, it means having to come out of the game, working on themselves, figuring out what their issues are, and that can seem uncomfortable. Even though it works and they would be happier in their own skin, they would enjoy life and attract the situation they really truly want, maybe they don't believe this is possible. So they remain in miserable relationships, better the devil you know and all that, or perhaps the lesson just takes longer to go in. Everybody's karma differs. Some people prefer a bad situation in preference to thinking that they're going to be miserable and lonely if they leave that toxic situation and be single. People have free will to partake in these situations. Everybody has their limits. Curveballs are the way of the universe testing you. Once that lesson does go in and you don't fall for the curveball and you do change it, 
you'll stop attracting that same shit situation or lesson or curveball and it will go away. Yay! Another thing about the law of humility, what you don't like in someone else is something you don't like in yourself. Because say you're around somebody that might not be your type of person, but you don't like them or dislike them. You just feel apathy towards them. You leave them to it. You don't mix with them. And so it is. But say you know somebody that you really don't like and they get under your skin. What traits is it about that person that is getting under your skin and annoying you with? Why does it trigger you? Be honest with yourself. You could journal this. You don't have to tell anybody, but figure out what these annoying things are because the answers sit within you. There is something you might not like within you and it's seen in another person. If you don't like it and you figure out what it is, work with it to change it or accept it if you can't. It's okay to not be perfect. The law of growth. The common denominator in your situations is always you. We can't change others and sometimes situations just happen that are out of our control. We just have to roll with it. Our perception changes when we change. Focusing on our own development is key. If you want to see positive changes, do the healing work and you will see those positive changes come. Law of responsibility, owning everything that you've done in this life. Your experiences, positive or negative, taking ownership of the good and bad things you create. Everything is a mirror of you. Yes, people may have hurt you in the past or burned you, but if you're forever blaming other people when something goes wrong in your life or it doesn't turn out the way you'd hoped, then you're putting the onus on them and you're not taking responsibility. Ancestral trauma is another one. It's been toppled down onto your shoulders. You're the one taking the responsibility of healing them all. Healing you heals them. So if an ancestor, maybe a parent, an auntie, an uncle, a grandparent, whatever it is, whoever it is, has caused you grievance or pain, they may have had that pain put on them from their ancestors. And they may not have been in a time where they could change it. So they just passed it down. But now, as the world's changing, you're in a place where you can change it. Being able to change something that they couldn't means you're taking one for the team, which is an incredible responsibility. You're the warrior, so if you feel like you're constantly healing, sometimes shit that you don't feel is yours, it's quite possibly ancestral trauma. But what you're doing is massively important because it's changing the game for you, for your future generations to benefit, so this does not fall on their shoulders to have to change. The law of connection. What I've said about healing the past to heal the future generations reigns true here also. I'm not sure where you sit on the whole past life thing. For me, it's true. I do feel like we've lived before in other lifetimes. It makes more sense for me to believe this than not. I'll definitely be covering past life stuff on future episodes because it is kind of en route with our healing journey. The law of connection emphasizes that we're repaying karmic wrongs throughout our lives. We're also blessed for all the good things that we have in our lives too. And another aspect of the law of connection is that every step leads to the next step. So if you're working on yourself to achieve in something, the first step is not the most important step. It's no more important than the last step. It's all an equal part of the process. We are always being told that the first step is the most important, but it isn't. The universe is always working in your favour, even when you don't feel like it is. 
So if you feel that you've been working on something at some point and, or you are working on something, maybe you've took a step back or even a step sideways, it's still offering addition to whatever process is in place. So I hope that gives you faith if you do feel a little stuck right now with something. The law of focus. When your head is in too many places at once. This is a brilliant one for me, this. This can lead to scattered thinking, scattered energy even, which puts out a confusing message to the universe. It's like when you're trying to attract money with the law of attraction and you haven't fully trusted that process yet. So maybe you've affirmed everything correctly, yet you're on constant lookout for that money. So you're not fully trusting in the process. Your focus is distorted because although you're affirming abundance, your energy is still focusing on lack. So if you've ever failed a test or an exam at some point, it's possible that your nerves got the better of you and you were putting more energy and focus on the fear of not passing. And that had a more gravitational pull towards failing. The universe does not distinguish what you do not want. It gives you what you focus on. So if you've got goals, focus on them fully, one at a time, rather than having several different goals and giving a fraction of your energy to each of those. The law of giving and hospitality. And I'm not just talking about putting the kettle on when people come round. As I've said before with curveballs, you are putting what you've learned into practice. If you've ever judged somebody else's situation that you've never been in, but you've judged it and then you found yourself in that situation at some point down the road. This law teaches us that we'll be called at some point to demonstrate that truth. It would mean your actions reflect your deeper beliefs. That is the purpose of this. And it helps you align with those real beliefs, even if that means changing them after experiencing a particular situation that you thought you would never have to go through. The law of here and now. So feeling stuck in the past can lead to feelings of depression and stuck worrying about the future brings anxiety. The present moment is all we have. So if you feel like your past is holding you back, then obviously taking steps towards healing this through some kind of therapy will really help. Obviously, eh? the aim of this podcast is to help bring you advice and helpful solutions to the different areas that keep us stuck in those past loops. When you do the emotional healing, the universe helps you along with positivity and fresh energy. It will never send you anything you can't handle. The law of change. History will keep repeating itself until you can demonstrate that you've learned how to change the game so you can create a better outcome. Curveballs again, basically. If you're stuck in a loop, it's because you've not changed enough. So that situation that's pissing you off that you keep getting... You have to change something that you're not changing in order to get out of that, to learn and grow from it. Otherwise, you will just keep being sent it via a different person or a different situation. So when you're making these changes to get out of that loop, that is when growth happens and your life will start changing for the better and you won't get those situations come up anymore because you've learned them. We often put this off because it seems scary and unknown and uncomfortable are there any loops that you keep finding yourself in that you would like to be out of? Drill down your situation. What is the lesson? Accept to work towards overcoming it 
and embrace the lovely change that comes from overcoming it. The law of patience and rewards. All your greatest successes require consistent hard work. Patience is key. Persistence is key. Expecting immediate results may lead you to giving up on your worthy goals and settling. And you deserve more than that. Delayed gratification always wins. So never give up on what you're trying to achieve. Even when you get days where there's setbacks. Finding your purpose and working towards it. Whatever that is, however long it takes, rewards will appear when it's the right time. The law of significance and inspiration. Whatever you put into something, you will get back out of it. You are significant even if you don't always feel it. Every nice giving contribution that you make towards a situation or another person, making that better in any kind of way is going to come back to you. Imagine if you innocently said hello one morning to a grumpy person. You've possibly stopped that grumpy person being mean to a load of people because of their wrath. And you saying hello to them might just cheer them up and loads of people will get a good morning out of that person rather than a grumpy, ooh. You've just created that by being nice. It's like a ripple effect. And all because you were being friendly. So there we have it. Karma. Do you still think karma's a bitch? Shh, she'll hear you. I've covered the 12 universal laws in this episode, but honestly, there's so much more to this vast topic. So just to summarise, what you put out, you get back. Life does not happen by itself. We need to make it happen. Accept things so that we can change them. What we change When we change ourselves, we change our lives and that of the people around us. We're responsible for what is in our lives. We can only truly focus on one thing at a time. Our behaviour should match our thoughts and actions. If we're looking to the past or the future, we cannot enjoy the present. Obvious, but very true. History will keep repeating itself until we learn from it and change the game. The efforts and energy we put into something will bring the justified rewards. So don't be half-arsed if you want something great. I hope this episode has helped you understand more about not only yourself, but why everybody has different lessons, attitudes and experiences. And ultimately, why you shouldn't bother getting revenge on somebody, because it then puts you in a negative situation and it's not going to feel as good as you think it will. Let karma pick up the tab. Your job is to heal, learn and grow. Do your job right, karma rewards you for it with the contented existence that you want. We have now reached the end of this episode. Working with karma is another way of understanding your journey. People tell you you're overthinking that, Try not to feel insulted by this. It really isn't. If they don't get it, they don't get it. It's on them. Keep your karma credit rating in a good range and you'll be sweet. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review and share this with your people. Anybody that you feel would benefit from knowing about this. Till next time, take care. Smell you later.